All right. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Walking in the Fog, Walking in the Favor of God. And uh, we got a guest with us today. Sherry Arthur is with us. Um, hey, So we are, last year we had one guest. So like I said, this year we're going to have at, at least, least two. two. So yeah. we're going to double our numbers. Season two. Season, yeah, this is a season two <laughs> okay. of, of Walking in the Fog. And we're going to double the numbers. Uh, so we're off to a good start. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, got so we're... coffee mugs. Got the coffee mugs. I haven't nice. had them out in a while. Nice. Shout out Allison. Gotta give her a shout out. Got a white, black with white lettering, and then a white with black lettering. There you go. But, and if you want to pay dollars for a phone cup. <laughs> Four dollars. <laughs> That's great. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll hook you up. We'll, we'll hook you we'll up. We'll write it with a magic marker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Walking in the fog. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, we'll take our fingernail. And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Got to get another one. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're back. Walking in the fog. Um, I think we're going to... We were just talking before we started hitting the record button, like we always do, and um, we were talking about conversation. I think that's kind of what we're going to be diving into uh, this evening is, is conversation and just conversations, talking. Yeah, right, because, you know, not trying to repeat a conversation that <laughs> yeah, we had yeah. 10 minutes ago. Well, still. The whole basis around coming in and talking about this was Pastor Charles Simpson Pastor Jim's pastor came and preached a pretty awesome message on conversations. We were actually um, talking about a lady that just uh, passed away that went to church with us for many, many years, Diane Harding. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told Adam we we need to go ahead and hit record because Sherry actually was bringing up that Diane taught at one point in time a Wednesday night class and I was part of that class you know and uh, and she taught us I was in high school and it's it's kind of like uh, Pastor uh, Charles was was saying at the beginning as his sermon he was saying he's listened to you know thousands of ministers, Mm -hmm. tens of thousands, if not, you know, hundreds of thousands of sermons, uh, and he can't recollect, you know, a single particular one, but conversations that he's had. Mm -hmm. And that's the way, like, that's how I feel about Diane's class was, I can't sit here and tell you a specific lesson that was about, you know, a Bible character or anything like that, but we had some amazing conversations and in my high school and like middle school years, Diane Harding was probably to me like one of the best teachers that I had. And it wasn't because she was deep in doctrine or, yeah. um, or eschatology or anything like that, but she just had a real conversation with us and made us feel mm-hmm. comfortable and loved. Mm-hmm. And that was the difference between, you know, even in, in our class or, um, and I, I think about this sometimes whenever I'm like speaking in, at the church, I don't know if you guys are like this, but like, <laughs> and I can remember 
Brent Roberts. Yeah. When we was at Kingdom Life, would talk about Pastor BJ, the pastor at Kingdom Life, would go into like preacher mode, you know, and would kind of like <laughs> go from having this kind of normal conversation yeah. to yeah. suddenly he went into the preacher mode, you know, and I feel <laughs> myself sometimes like I start doing this with my hand. I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why is my fingers all together? Right you know? <laughs> hey, I do that too. But like, you know, you go into like this, this yeah. mode of, um, you know, I, I've, I've got an outline and we're teaching yeah. this stuff yeah. and, and you kind of go into this role or something. Sure, you know? yeah. And there's been a few times when I feel like that I've been talking in front of the church that I've been able to break out of that and just kind of be myself for yeah. a minute, you know, and then you kind of go back into into this mode. But um, I think the, the times that I sit around a table, you know, like just mm-hmm. like we're doing now, yeah. but when we sit around a table and, have a little bit of food and stuff like that and just have real conversations those are the most meaningful mm-hmm. um, meaningful moments that I that I've had and that's when I think things get real and it's not just about I'm just trying to teach a yeah, point yeah but yeah. let's let's really do life together you know what I'm saying well that's attractive you know I mean that being authentic and just honest and real and straight up is it's attractive and you want to be a part of that and you want to have conversations like that and the more conversations you have like that or and then the more you're going to get out of it and you know I, and I think sometimes personally like just going through school and stuff like I I liked classes I mean I wasn't a fan of like going to school but you know teachers and professors and but you know that was something we, we had to do but whenever we would like in college we broke off into you know little groups and we'll do our little projects this and that together and kind of the same deal is I could, you know, have a lecture hall or I can go in here and we can have another diff- another class where we have these little groups and I'll get more out of the group sessions than I did listen to a professor talk for 30, 45 minutes for a semester. You know, it's just little conversation. And it's and what's funny, I think, too, is in the conversations, you know, we don't want to have to have a, you know, like you said, you, you kind of like to have a little bit of an outline, but I'm the kind of opposite where I like to kind of wing it. But I think that's the cool thing about the conversation yeah. Is that there's not, uh, you know, there's not a criteria to it. That's the point of a conversation is yeah. that it can kind of go wherever it's what We can have an outline and follow, you know, questions and answers yeah. or we can just kind of wing it. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about conversations is that I'm not, I don't feel like I'm sitting here preaching or teaching to somebody and vice versa. I'm not going to sit here like I'm an audience member also. Like this is more, this is different than yeah. just a typical, you know, somebody talking and somebody listening. But, yeah. At work, man, I know um, whenever I'm at work, I get to have conversations with guys almost all shift long. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I always, I, I'm, I'm probably going to go back to the whole like teaching class or teaching at the church or whatever back and forth. But my, my favorite conversations about the Lord typically just spontaneously happen, yeah. you know, um, like scripture tells me, um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, you know, so what's really important and what's really, you know, churning inside of me yeah, yeah. typically ends up 
coming up, you know. Um, somebody will be having a conversation uh, just about something random, <laughs> and I'll hit a, you know, one of those old moments yeah, yeah. where I'm like, Man, that reminds me. Hit one of these. Thing I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and guys, you know, and they know. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, here we go. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I talked to a a dude today. That's what I'm saying, and and it's to me, it's it's a good place to be. Um, when when guys that you work with or ladies that you work with begin to ask you questions mm-hmm. about the Bible mm. or about God um, because they know, mm-hmm. you know, that there, there's fruit there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's fruit that they're like, man, this, you know, if I'm going to ask a guy a question, I'm going to, and some questions are off the wall. I've had some dudes like come up to me and ask me some really deep questions that I didn't really know how to answer at the moment, but, and it's challenged me to like come and, and really dig into God's Word and, and learn how to answer it the correct way the next time or yeah. even go and be like, hey, man, yeah. you asked me this question the other day, and I got an answer mm-hmm. for you, so let's talk. Because mm-hmm. um, there's one particular guy at work. He, he works on nights now, but for a long time he was on days, and he was all the time coming over and asking me, really spaced out questions <laughs> just out there yeah you know yeah and uh but i enjoyed it man yeah 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 i enjoyed it because and i would ask him because there's sometimes he i'd come and i'd wonder like is this dude trying to just challenge me yeah here? yeah yeah and i'd be like are you are you truly coming to ask me a question or do you are you just trying to like is this some type of clowning thing that mm. you're and he's like, no, I seriously want to know. So I'm like, all right, if you're seriously, you know, wanting to dive into this conversation, we'll dive into this thing. Um, and I loved that, man. Mm-hmm. I loved being able to um, have people ask questions mm-hmm. that maybe I don't really 100% know the answer to. Mm-hmm. And that way I can get an answer. And if that question's ever brought up again or if a conversations go, go into a, the direction of a former conversation. I know, you know, how to answer that or talk about it or whatever, but I do, man. I love being able to just sit around with some guys and, you know, be talking about football or baseball or or family or whatever, and the next thing you know, like somehow the conversation just flows right into Mm -hmm. God's Word and then right back into work or, or whatever. And those are those are things that I, I truly yeah. love. I mean, of of all things, as, as far as ministry or anything goes, like sitting around, like I say, sitting around a table and having a conversation, and and just becoming friends and family and stuff is so much to me is so much more meaningful than just yeah coming into the house for a couple hours yeah and yeah, yeah. And saying see you next week yeah. kind of thing yeah. you know we well, we're trying to cultivate that well, yeah. that's what jesus did yeah yeah you yeah. know he had, oh. he had he had time right in his schedule yeah. he made time in his schedule right. wherever he was going mm-hmm. to stop and have a conversation <laughs> yeah you know because yeah. that was important to him yeah and he met people where they were yeah that's right it. yeah you know? that's good that's so good. you have to have that to stop in the middle of what you're doing, your work or whatever, mm. 
because I, ha- I have to do that because yeah. I'm at work, you know, especially with coworkers. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, i got to stop and have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And take time because all I do all day with patients mm-hmm. is sit and have conversation, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what Jesus did. He mm-hmm. met people where they mm-hmm. were. I mean, the Samaritan, the longest conversation in the Bible <laughs> was with a Samaritan woman. And he yeah. met her where? Yeah. Where she was. Yeah, he came to her. He came to mm. her, where she was more comfortable. Mm. Not in a yeah. ministry setting, yeah. and, you know, but one-on-one. Yeah. So that was, you know, he meets us where we are. Yeah. In a comfortable environment, you know, what we're used to. Yeah. I found a stat a little bit ago. I was looking up some stuff, and it was out of 132 contacts that Jesus had with people, uh, recorded in the in the Bible, six were in the temple, four were actually in the synagogue, and 122 were just out, out and about, out and about. Yeah. So, ten only out of 132, ten contacts that Jesus had with people were not in a quote unquote church yeah. or a four wall building. That mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I'm sitting here thinking about yeah. Sherry having conversations with people. You know, because. <laughs> She's like, wait a second, I gotta stop and have this conversation. You know, Sherry's gotta be like, all right, lean up and spit so, yeah, so exactly. we can have this conversation. Right, right. <laughs> That's what I was, I was thinking, like, yeah, because yeah. I've, I've been in the chair yeah. before, you know, yeah. and me and Sherry will be talking, and I'll be, th- and I'll be sitting there thinking, I can't wait to spit because I, I want to say something right now. I gotta say something so bad. Well, you know, for me, I'm not much of a question asker yeah yeah you know yeah. like your yeah. mom yeah she likes to ask oh she'll ask and she yeah. don't she don't care i'm not that yeah. way yeah but with conversations with people in my office there's a lot of times i get older people in mm-hmm. who've lost their spouse or children a lot of people it doesn't take me an hour yeah you know to right. do what i need to do right and, and sometimes they're like oh you don't need an hour for this person i'm like yeah i do because mm-hmm. we talk for half an mm-hmm. hour you know, and they talk, yeah. and we've cried with people, mm-hmm. and just listening. Yeah, and yeah. We know we've prayed with people. Well, yeah. And they're like, Are you "Really, you want to pray? Yeah, let's pray." Yeah. You know, so it's just taking that extra time. Mm-hmm. You know, at your workplace or wherever you are, and like Carla Daly in the mm-hmm. grocery store. Yeah. You know, a lot of for me, I've had to stop myself. Like I'm in the grocery store. And I'm, sometimes I see somebody, I'm like, I need to get away from them yeah. because they're going to stop and talk. Yeah. So yeah. then I'm like, okay, stop. Yeah. You're not in that big of a hurry. Yeah. Go over and say hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See how they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. we get too busy. Yeah. For sure. And. Well, we something something you mentioned there that I thought about is, you know, listening. Listening is, is, a, is yeah, that, mm-hmm. that stuck out to me too. And That's how a big part of conversation. Huge part of conversation. Just listening. Yeah. And uh, just being able to. Just to listen, be in the ear for somebody. Like sometimes people don't really need you to talk. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. people just need to unload mm-hmm. and have somebody just be there to let, a, let to them listen. unload, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. especially mm-hmm. when, like, we're going through the, the yeah. bad stuff. Um, it's really important for us not to feel like we always have to give advice yeah, yeah, or yeah. let me give you my input or just, yeah, sometimes it's really super important just to be an ear for somebody mm-hmm. so that they can get all that off mm-hmm. their chest. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and you and I've say, had conversations, I yeah, yeah, I've had conversations like that where somebody's just like, thanks for listening to me. I'm like, no problem, man, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're a, a culture full of interruptions. Yeah. I need to tell you what I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen yeah. to me. Me, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> I keep yeah. doing something here. Oh, I got you. Okay. Here, let me scoot this up. There we go. But something else that I picked up off of even just your little thing about sitting with people in the chairs was you said you don't like asking questions. But at the plant, if I get if I have somebody new come out to the line and like we've got a train, mm -hmm. I don't like going up with somebody and just being like, okay, here's how you do this. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to get to know them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want, you want to make them comfortable because yeah. when somebody's comfortable, mm -hmm. then yeah, training's easier. Yeah. Just yeah. workability's easier. Right. So, first thing I. I start off with where you live, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I ask a couple of small questions. Do you like the Dallas Cowboys? Cause you want to do either one <laughs> yeah. or the other. I love them or I hate them. You yeah. know, like, that's yeah. a, and yeah. automatically, you know, you kind of can get into a, yeah. a good calm conversation yeah. Yeah. where you're cutting up either this way or that way. And, uh, so yeah, like asking questions, how's that make you f just yeah. small things, yeah. mm -hmm. especially, when somebody is in, in need or in, in a bad time, you know, um, we can ask delicate questions. What was your role in this? Because mm -hmm. um, I got a dude, I talk about him all the time, Stephen Carroll. And, you know, he's a drug addict for around 20 years. He's been, he, he tells me all the time, he's been through psychologists, psychiatrists, mm -hmm. all these therapists. Yeah, he's, yeah. So, He's got pretty good at the whole therapy game. And whenever we worked together, I felt like every week, you know, I had a therapy session. <laughs> but he was always asking people, you know, like what role, because that part of recovery was taking accountability. Yeah. Because you know? in just about every situation that anybody goes through, there was a role that they had in whatever circumstance that that, that, that carried, you know. And... So, you know, even asking somebody, you know, what, you know, what, what was your role in this, whatever, whatever the, you know, circumstance may be, can open up an opportunity for that person to think of the solution, their own self, to where I'm not, an, I'm not implying my own solution, but hey, you know, yeah. how do you think yeah, you you would be the best way to, to deal with this? And then you allow them to, you know think about that and come up with a solution on their own. And then whenever they come up with a solution on their own, they're a whole lot more willing to say, mm -hmm. this is, this is what I need, need to do for now. Mm -hmm. You know, to where like, if I'm even scripturally or, or whatever, if I'm trying to tell somebody, this is the way you need to live because the Bible tells you this is the way you need to live. Rather than if I said, you know, Adam, if, um, uh, I'm trying to, you know, think of, uh, of, I mean, obviously, like somebody's coveting, yeah, whatever, yeah, you know, um, how would it make you feel if some dude was walking down the street and was checking out your wife? Yeah, right. You know, you want right. to kill that dude. Yeah, All yeah. right. Well, then don't do that, bro. Yeah, yeah. you got yeah. a problem. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's all wrapped into, you, I don't think that that you can get to that place unless you're comfortable enough sitting down with somebody and, 
Yeah, right. Asking questions, right. having conversation. Right. And you're never going to get buy-in from that person unless you initiate yeah. conversation yeah. with them and show them that I'm not just here just because uh, just because uh, we want a number mm-hmm. like or a statistic, mm-hmm. or, you know, from a church stand, uh, a church um, uh, stance, like the whole numbers game. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's how many people we got in our congregation? Because I've had conversations of how do we get more people at Bancroft Church? I'm like, I would rather have 50 That's people right. burning for the Lord mm-hmm. than to have 500 people that yep. are just here to punch their tech yeah. and leave, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I'd rather have 50 people that I can sit down in, in a room and us feel like we're part of a family. Right, right. And, and I, think the, I, think the, I think the culture is kind of going, not, you know, I think we're, we're moving to a, a more of a family feel. And something that I've never really thought church as, um, you know, as a, you know, it, it has always been, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, but I think it's, for me personally, it's kind of taken on a whole different meaning of uh, a family and the dinner table and, and, you know, something we do in our class, you know, once a month we meet and have dinner and we get to know each other more. I mean, I think when, you know, when Allison started coming to, to church and, you know, like Tyler and Morgan, probably a year ago, you know, this time last year, maybe a little more than a year, I may not have played golf with Tyler. But right. Monday, me and Tyler were playing golf together. Nice. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's things. And I, you know, and I've, 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 I've Church, yeah, had a part of that, but it was what we did outside of the church. Right. Was it was the meetings that we we've been meeting, we've had dinner, we've, you know, our relationships have gone to a different level. It's not just I know you at church. It's like I know you personally now that you know you're a buddy of mine. Yeah. And I don't just say, hey, that's Tyler. I got Tyler. I go to church room. That's that's Tyler, man. That's a that's a friend of mine. Like right. he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Oh, and we go to church together. You know, I don't start. It's not a conversation that I go. Oh yeah, that's Tyler. We go to church together. Exactly. You know, it's it's a whole different meaning well, to. I mean, like ninety percent of our class had never talked to you at all until we had that little friendsgiving, and we all was like, you know, hanging out at our house playing a uh, catchphrase. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Because I can remember like when we left, Cassie and some of them was like, man. I had never talked to Adam before tonight. <laughs> he's he's a really nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, you judge people by... Yeah. Yeah. You don't know them. But you don't know them, right. And so, you know, the, the church is going in way of small yeah. groups, and you guys getting together as a Sunday school group, Yeah, you're in the same age, you know, which is great. But one of the things that for me is when years ago we had the young women's group, mm-hmm. but we also, you know, it was a big age. Sure. You know? So it was called Be Lifted, Bancroft Ladies and Fellowship Together Each Day. And we would have a Bible study, but we'd also, you know, yeah. eat and talk. That's right. Yeah. And man, that helped me so much it, spiritually, but, you know, just in my family life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I remember me just going through a season of, and back then I didn't say it was a season. Man, it was bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Your yeah. kids were little, yeah. you're just tired all the yeah. time, you're working. I think it was Anita Sigmund that said, oh, this is just a season. Mm-hmm. It'll pass. Yeah. Just those little words sure. from someone who has been. Mm-hmm. That's and right. that's what Charles Simpson was talking right. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Conversations with older people. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, sometimes I went to, we had, uh, did the Bible study, Beth Moore Bible study. Yeah. So we had 
you know, 30 women, from young women to the older women, we'd have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Man, those women are funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they have knowledge. Yeah, You know, yeah. life experience and wisdom, spiritual wisdom. That, yeah, yeah. And then you get to know these people, you know, that are not, aren't the same right, age. Right, right. That's what he was talking about, yeah. Charles yeah. was talking about. yeah. Because oftentimes I feel like any, when I was younger, looking at the older people, I was like, oh, they don't understand me. Yeah, yeah. They don't understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. But then you get to a conversation with them, and you realize, man, they've got a lot of wisdom for mm -hmm. me. And they're more open, I think, than we, than, yeah, than yeah. I realized. Right. I thought, oh, they're closed-minded. But when you get to know them, no, they're not that. Right. You know, some things yeah. maybe. Sure. But other things, you they have a, a lot of wisdom to lead you into that next mm -hmm. stage of your life. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. We went to uh, New Orleans a few years ago because we went down there to go check this dude out. He was a pastor. His name's Chris Burns. And uh, he moved to New Orleans to plant a church and they were looking for a building. He was trying to be as close to Bourbon Street as what he could possibly be so that he could minister to people on Bourbon Street. And there were no buildings, so he found a bar called Saints and Sinners Bar. Yeah, yeah. And went up to the bar owner and was like, hey, can we have church in your bar? And the guy, I guess his business wasn't doing, his bar must have not been doing very well, and they were on the verge of closing the bar down. He was kind of yeah. like, why not? You know, they're yeah. going to close my bar down here in a few months. So if y'all guys want to do Sundays at whatever o'clock. <clears throat> so Chris Burns starts having worship services and, and preaching in this Saints and Sinners bar, and like, this revival breaks out on Bourbon Street. They call yeah. it the Bourbon Street Revival. Yeah. And people were coming from all over the United States and the world to have church in this bar on Bourbon Street. And people from Bourbon Street that were, you know, bar hopping. Yeah, right. Would hear what was going on and come in and get delivered, you know, and give their lives to Jesus. So Dan and a couple of his buddies, they were wanting to run down so that they could experience, you know. Yeah. Saints and Sinners Bar and, and the whole Bourbon Street Revival. And I was like, dude, I think that'd be really awesome. So I end up getting to go down with them, right? So we go down and, and, you know, what ended up happening was we went down during COVID season. And they told, I guess the city officials told the guy that owned the bar if they had mm -hmm. service on Sunday night, they'd shut the bar down for a month. And he's like, I can't afford to do yeah. that. So. Yeah. Anyways, we end up having to have, we end up going to service with Chris Burns, and it was it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But once again, man, like the most memorable things that I had, and the most memorable parts of it were the conversations that we had sitting at tables in the mornings, eating breakfast, talking about the Lord, mm -hmm. or walking down the street and being able to pray with homeless people, mm -hmm. and even sitting out on the balcony and guys asking questions and us being able to answer and us having questions and, and other guys having answers. But that was, to me, was the best, was made the trip worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. Whether we got to go to yeah, right. Saints and Sinners Bar and do that whole thing. And, and I, 
I loved, I did love getting to hear Chris Burns preach because I'd never heard him preach before. I'd heard him sing. He like sings, has some albums. But 100%, what made it worth it all was just the yeah. conversations yeah. that we had, us four guys sitting mm-hmm. around tables or on balconies. <laughs> Well, you can smell people smoking pot down below <laughs> you. You know, we're up here right. talking about the Lord yeah, and the Holy yeah. Spirit. And um, one of the dudes, you know, gave his testimony of, of how he gave his life to Jesus through a dream mm-hmm. that, you know, he'd been uh, adulterous to his wife for years and years and had this prophetic dream that, that God, you know, saved him in the dream you know i, I can't give all that yeah but i mean this dude's dream was so vivid you know mm-hmm. and i'm sitting listening to him talk about this dream and then having same similar conversation with this same guy about john being able to know intimate details that the other disciples mm-hmm. didn't get to hear because john was the beloved was able to rest his head, you know, hmm. on Christ's chest, and he got to hear the whispers hmm. that some of the other guys and things like that are. That's what I'm saying. Like those are the conversations. That wasn't mm-hmm. what Chris Burns preached on, you know. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. That's right. That wasn't the worship yeah. that we did. Yeah. That was having a conversation with yeah. some guys, you know. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. man, to be able to rest my head against Christ's chest, to be able to hear, you know. The, the intimate whispers that he says that no one else gets to hear. Mm-hmm. And I can only hear those things if I get intimate with him mm-hmm. and I rest my, my head against his chest, you know? Mm-hmm. And those were the things that I was like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. These these are the revelations yeah. that I got. Yeah. But I got them through conversation. conversation. Well, yeah. I mean, the four Gospels, Matthew, yeah. Mark, Luke, and John. We just talked about this in Sunday school class. I thought it was fantastic. They all wrote what they saw. And it was all true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And each one wrote differently. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Matthew was all about writing facts. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of them was to the Jews. Yeah. One of them to the Gentiles. Yeah. But all of it was true. Right. Because they had different experiences mm. with Jesus. So that's when you get together with friends, you know, that's my right. girlfriends, that's what we talk yeah. about Jesus. Most of the 90% yeah. Yeah. were yeah. talking about Jesus. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking about one note I had, you know, Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. Mm. And anytime he had these conversations, and what I wrote down is Jesus understood people needed time to simmer mm. on the ideas and things he told them. Yeah. He didn't push them yeah. to make a decision. Yeah. He yeah. just, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then he walks away. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he wasn't there trying to. I'm not going to sit there trying to convince you this, oh. convince you about this lifestyle. Right. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going to twist your arm on this thing. Yeah, just let him think yeah. about it. You know. Yeah. And what conversation did he have with what was Andrew and John? John, who, I thought wasn't yeah. Andrew John. Andrew and John. I mean, that conversation yeah. they dropped what they were doing. Yeah. What conversation was yeah. that? Yeah, right. Man, I wish that was written down. Yeah. What did he say? What? Yeah. Had yeah. to be revolutionary for them. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm down. I'm good. We're yeah. good. Let's just drop everything and go. Yeah. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs>